We're here with Joy Taylor, co-host of The Herd. Catch her with Colin Cowherd every Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 to 12 on the West Coast. You can find her on social media, Twitter and IG at Joy Taylor Talks. Joy, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. Um, kind of a dream come true because, I, you know, me and Denny have been longtime fans of you. Uh, great job that you do on The Herd, your own um, radio show during the week. You're on Speak for Yourself. You're just a very, very busy person. When is, when busy. Is Joy, very busy. When does Joy have time for Joy Taylor? Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like I have a good balance. I've had a pretty good summer. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, I've had some good trips and I try to find, you know, some space for me, but during the football season, it's a different story. <laughs> Randy, Randy, so, this, is a, this is a lady that's been traveling. See, that's right. Passport on pivot. Correct. <laughs> and I have one more trip before the football season starts. Do, which is, are you able to tell where the lady would be going? Yes, I'm going to Spain and Morocco. So we're getting a few more stamps. So where where have you been this summer so far? Uh, well, I just got back from Hawaii, which was uh, obviously no passport stamps, but mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of a flight. Right. But uh, Hawaii is... Hawaii is the cheat code. I hadn't been to Hawaii since my brother was in the uh, Pro Bowl a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Jason Taylor, brother. Jason yes, Taylor. sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hadn't really, like, I mean, obviously, I know Hawaii is beautiful, but man. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's what I hear. I keep yeah. hearing that. The flight. Mm. Well, I mean, the that deep. Yeah. It's five hours from LA. So from the East Coast, it's it's a trip. Uh, but it's, like it's really, it's really amazing. Uh, I also went to the Bahamas earlier this mm-hmm. year. I went to Tulum uh, in Mexico, Mexico. To the ruins there, the Mayan ruins, which was amazing. Nice. Uh, I went to Paris earlier this year. Um, yeah, she's been all over the place. She, she's, she'll be fine. Yo, yeah. she's been everywhere that we've never been to. <laughs> I love travel though. Traveling is my my second passion outside of sports. Mm-hmm. I love to to see the world. I'm big into history, so I like going right. that I haven't been before, and you know, seeing as much ancient stuff and historic things as I can when I go places. Right. Um, so that's you know, I like to broaden my horizons and mm-hmm. get inspired, and yeah, so that's that's what I do with my. That's where I spend all my money. Um, nice. You know, travel. There it is. And Danny, look, we, I know she's a big Heat fan, and it's very ironic. They're saying a tape right behind me. I got Miami Heat, Boston, Game 6, 2012. LeBron goes ape shit, go 45 on, on the Celtics. So... Right. <laughs> she fucks it. <laughs> she fucks it. Okay. And that's it. One of LeBron's greatest games of all time. Um, that Detroit 07. We can go on and on. Um, I'll start right here. Do you think when LeBron's career is all said and done? I know his jersey will be in the Raptors in Cleveland, but do you think it should be in the Raptors in Miami? Oh, yeah, of course. He won two championships and went to four straight finals. Mm-hmm. Miami has love for LeBron. It, I, I will admit, we're upset when he left and went back to Cleveland. Uh-huh. I was upset. I was actively rooting against the Cavaliers. Not because, of, wow. not because of Le- LeBron specifically, but 
You know, I'm trying to think, and I don't want to be hyperbolic because I don't like being a prisoner of the moment, but I've, I've seen a lot of stories throughout my career. I don't know that there was really ever a team, like an organization, a moment that was so universally hated by all sports fans the way that that Miami Heat team with Bosh, Wade, and LeBron got Mm -hmm. hate. Like Golden State didn't get that. No, not not close. No, not close. Not close. It was really like wild. And I mean, that's where I that's where I started my career in Miami. So I was covering the big three and going to these games and hearing the national media's response and fans response to that team coming together was just crazy. Like Miami's built like that. Miami has that tradition. They don't mind being the villains. Like you got the Miami Hurricanes, you know, you got. You got some history in Miami where, you know, I would be the bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy. Like, it's just a thing. Exactly. We're fine. We got sunshine and topless beaches. We'll be all right. So Mm. it's really a unique space in time in sports history, that team. So uh, the, the reaction when he left for Miami fans wasn't necessarily surprising. Because you know he he started in Cleveland. It wasn't it wasn't terribly surprising. What oh. me? I'm a petty person, so I just could not <laughs> I could not allow anything I do to benefit someone that talked that crazy about me. Like it's just not in me. So right. I yeah I really have respect for LeBron for what he did there. But now that he's with the Lakers, like I enjoy watching LeBron. Mm-hmm. His mogul stage right now, his legacy stage in Los Angeles. And, uh, and it's all love. Like, Miami fans are not in the wrong. No. Randy, Randy I have um, – I'm going to s- switch a little bit. All right. I want to know, because we're, we're going to have – we have listeners, lots of listeners, viewers, mm. and there's a little joy somewhere. Looking at joy right now, a little joy, a little joy, looking at joy and saying, how do I become her? Mm. You're right. What steps – did you take to get where you are? Because let's be clear, for those that don't know, these for, for one, just to be a sports caster, be on the be on TV, radio, talking sports is one thing. Mm. Being a lady right. is a whole different can of worms. So, having stated that, I want you to just give us an idea. He's very idea. animated, Joy. He's very animated, by the way. I want you to give us a small idea of the steps you took in terms of getting to where you are now. How easy was it? <laughs> so easy. Uh, you know, just like getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I, I, didn't know where, I didn't know where you were going at first. I was like, there's a little joy. Like, what is this? <laughs> now I have you picked no- it up. You picked it up. I got you. I have no children, guys, I promise. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, it's, I think you have to be very intentional. I was very intentional with my career. I really wanted to be a personality. I really wanted to give my opinion. And so when people ask me, young people ask me for advice often about what, like, what process they should go to, what steps they should take. And my first question to them always is, what do you want to do? Mm. there's so many different jobs in this business there's so many different lanes that you can be in and it's not that you have to be one thing but 
I really believe that success is built off of goals and direction. And so I saw when I was in college, I went to college in Barry at Barry University. Mm-hmm. Barry University, yes. Right. I'm hearing an echo. Is that okay? That's me. It's me. Are you good? That's Denny, yeah. Okay. Um, when I was at Barry University, it was around 2006, 2007, that I noticed the kind of shift in media coverage of sports and politics, where it really, like, that was really when, like, First Take was taking off, you know, PTI, uh, Dan Levitard's show, like, all these shows were really emerging that were really centered around personalities and opinion. And similarly, politics was doing the same thing. At the same time, we're moving into a space where streaming is becoming a thing and people are consuming more on-demand content. Well, now you see the only things that we watch live are news, news and politics, news, elections, and sport. Really, everything else, you stream, you record, you watch it on your own time. You don't need to be in front of a television to catch your favorite show when it airs. So, you know, paying attention to the direction of the business is important and deciding mm-hmm. what you wanted to do. So I really wanted to do radio. I wanted to start in radio. I love radio. I love being able to talk long form. Podcasts weren't really a thing when I was coming out of college. And when I was in college, everything was really like radio, writing, TV. So I did obviously want to mention TV, but I didn't want to take the path of being a reporter because I, I feel like it was going to allow me to develop my personality and get the reps I needed to give my opinion. Because that's not what a reporter's job is. Mm. Now, we've seen people make that transition now from being reporters to opinion spaces. And there's a million right. different ways that you can go to get where you need to be. But I always ask, what do you want to do first? Because if you want to be, you like, I want to be a silent reporter for the New York Yankees. Amazing. Right. But you need to start doing what you're doing in college to start lining yourself up with that path. You need to be intern, taking internships that align with that. You need to be selecting mentors and reaching out to mentors that align with that. You need to be putting that energy into the universe. You need to be starting to you know, push your social media in that direction. Mm-hmm. Things that you need to do actively because it is a very competitive business. It is a very aggressive business. It is a very right place, right time business. Correct. But your work should speak for you when you're not in the room. So what are you doing to lay a foundation that people will pay attention to? When you go to meet with somebody about a job, can you say like, yeah, this is my social media. I have, you know, been working on this fan page or whatever. And, you know, here's the blogs that I've written or here's my, you know, podcast that I do because I, I do it on my phone. It's free. I can just put it on YouTube or, I, you know, I've, I've been, you know, freelancing for this company. You have to have things in place. Nobody's just going to give it to you. So I'm saying a lot, but really what I'm saying no. is. The, the, for me, the most important thing is, is knowing what you want to do. And that can be really scary because it feels limiting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always, I compare it to a, a doctor or a lawyer. You know, like if someone wants to be a doctor, there's a very clear path. Like first we go to med school and then we have this yes. and then we do this. Yes. For a lawyer, you know, we have to go to law school. We have to do, there's a very clear path to how you get to the top of those industries. There's not really a clear path in sports media, but knowing what you want to do will really help streamline you getting there. And I think, I think for me, I think, you know, we're in a weird slash cool way 
of how social media is now? Like you said, is it right place, right time? Who you know? Are you verified on, on these social media networks? Like someone like you, you went to school for this. Danny Blanco and I did not go to school for this. I'm, I'm Correction. You ain't go to school for this. <laughs> Stop lying. I have I have a mass communications degree from Lehman College. Or you ain't telling me that shit. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, I didn't go, I did not go to school for it. I tell you, Joe, a quick story. I'm on a flight t- 2010. I'm going to I'm going to Florida. I'm on JetBlue TV on the back of the seat, going through channels. And I and I flip on ESPN News. And I see this guy, Colin Cowherd. No joke, no bullshit. And I'm like watching him. He's talking his shit. And he's like, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, but it that attracted to me. So when I come home and how you know uh the radio was back in the day, do it online. I said, let me, let me, let me fuk with this. Let me see how it is. I was never that talkative person. And you fast forward a whole decade later, I'm doing podcasts. So that was the inspiration for me. No school, no background. I see Cowherd. I, I love his his whole energy. And I say, you know what? Maybe I can do this. And I start reaching out, emails, Twitter, IG. I get people on. And just and, and just, it's just been a great phenomenon for me. But now you get professional athletes currently playing in their sport or retired that are now on the platform as well. Are you a fan of like the Draymond Greens who are still actively playing, doing, and JJ Reddick's doing a podcast or former athletes are now providing a platform for themselves? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think that it provides a really different perspective on what's, what's, what's going on with athletes. And I don't think it will replace traditional media. Mm-hmm. But I do think it is, I think it's illuminating and I think it's a different perspective. I like that athletes have their own voices and platforms. You know, Katie can go and tweet, no, I'm not really retiring. <laughs> and, and still some people won't believe him, right. as he said in his tweet, but you mm-hmm. know, you can go straight to the source now. And, and I like that. I think there was a, a little bit of an imbalance of power with the media and with athletes for a long time when there wasn't an act, there wasn't an access to platforms for Mm -hmm. athletes. You could really change the narrative of someone's career. You know, if you get a beat reporter that just like mad, you didn't give him an interview one time or doesn't like your shirt or something, you know, we're humans and people get these hangups and, you know, you can really steer the narrative around people's careers and hold grudges forever. I mean, look what's going on with Barry Bonds. Let me get me started. So, <laughs> you know, so I think I think having access to athletes having access to platforms is important. I don't think it takes away jobs from you know beat reporters or writers. People still want that kind of coverage of their favorite teams. They still want to read columns. They still want to hear you know radio hosts talking about their teams. Players aren't going to do that while they're playing. Mm-hmm. So there, I, I think there's enough space for everyone, and I, I like it. And Draymond, you know, it was amazing to hear yeah. reaction after finals games. It's crazy. Exactly, Denny. Yeah, it's a um, it's a new phenomenon to say the least when it comes to professional players being now able to literally finish a game and go straight to their phone and say, "I'm going to record myself." Do you find you just said it's a balance? Now, for me, I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, from the media side, relationships now are going to be withered away because you really need relationships to get to that 
said player and get that exclusive. Maybe you get that only exclusive. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see down the line um, what happens. Do you find yourself hearing a lot of voices? Because there's a lot of opinion now. Everyone has an opinion. So you're adding the media opinion mm-hmm. along with the social media opinion, which is so my question is, you know, do you think it's a lot? Do you think it's overboard? Like yeah. I don't think humans are meant to get as much feedback as we get. Thank you. I don't, and that's good or bad. So I don't think that, I think people can get very distracted by the positive feedback they get on social media. They get too addicted to that, that immediate reaction. Um, And then similarly, I don't think that the negative reaction on social media is as, you know, is helpful either. Mm -hmm. You have to really try to, to stay level when it comes to that kind of reaction. Like, People telling you how amazing you are every single day, all day long, is not normal. Mm-hmm. And people telling you how terrible you are all day long is not normal. Right. So I, I look, social media, like anything else, has pros, amazing pros, and terrible cons. And when you're navigating it, whether you're an athlete or you're a personality or you're just a person on social media, for me, I'll just speak from like my perspective as a you know front facing person i just treat social media as a business that's what it is to me it's a, it's a mechanism obviously Marketing. to communicate with people and to you know put out content and it's a massive platform but i don't get caught up in the like oh this person thinks i'm ugly like my guy i got a mirror i'm good that's fine um you know mm-hmm. not moving me like that you know and similarly if there's somebody who's like gassing me up all day long like they don't know me either you know what i mean right. it's it's very much a space where you have to decide how are you going to allow this vortex to uh what role is that going to play in your life and in your career and mm-hmm. in your business because it has become very explosive. Yeah. Joy, before, Randy, before you go, I just want to say, obviously, thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule mm-hmm. to hang out with us. It's in the game. We appreciate you. We, I want the record to show. Randy, you know, usually, Randy, usually I show up and I have a full face beat. <laughs> like, usually I show up and I have my, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Joy could have... Denny and Randy, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be in a robe. <laughs> no. We'll be in old school. We'll be in an old school shirt talking about, hey guys. Bro, listen, she man. Don't up feel like too, she was on. She was on FS1. Don't feel too bad. I got the grays growing the beard. I ain't, I ain't dyed a beard yet. I'm like, I had no time to do nothing to Dye the beard. Don't yeah. Dye the beard. No. <laughs> no. They say no, Randy. No. Listen, sidebar, sidebar. They say. They say the gray is good. Gray is good. <laughs> gray is good. It's sophisticated. See? You See? stick with the salt and pepper. See, Randy? Yeah, know. but listen. I don't trust a man that doesn't have one or two grays. Oh. <laughs> two. I got two. Sorry to the young men out there, but I'm I'm 35. Yep. At a certain age, you got to have a gray or two. You haven't you haven't made. I, I got to live. Yeah. And, and, and Danny's 40 plus, right? Am I, am I, am I right? Yeah, I mean, I'm somewhere in there. And I'm 38. So it's like, damn, but it's like, it's too much. It's too much. I don't <laughs> mind a few, but not so much at one time. I mean, how long is it? No, short. 
It's for sure, but... Dog, this is tied a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move to the side, Randy. Move to the side. Move to the side. Move to the, yeah, no, like, sure. move the other way. I can't... Yeah, move the other way. Wait, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah well, if you want to trim it down a little bit, I think it looks nice. But if you want to trim it down a little oh, bit because you. you want less gray, Santa Claus, go ahead. Santa. Okay, well, I don't look. look <laughs> what kind of woman are you trying to attract? <laughs> but then it's, next time you see me and I got a full beard full of gray, you could thank there Joy you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, gray. I got three more before I let you go. I know you've been doing this for quite some time. Um, has it when has it stopped feeling like work? You know, sometimes if, if I work with kids, I feel like it's a job. But you, this can feel like this is my passion, my career. I love this. Have you gotten to that point where it's like I'm doing my thing three hours and I'm out, or does it still feel like a job to you? No, I mean there are certain elements I think to any career that are going to feel like a like work. Yeah. Um, but there. I mean, I have the most amazing job there is to me. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I've always wanted to do. I get paid to give my opinion about sports. And I mean, it's a, it's a dream. So uh, it's, it's not felt like work, work in Uh a long time. You know, when you're coming up and you're doing things that, you know, you're doing the grunt work, Uh you know, like that can be a lot. And of course you're working likely five or six jobs if you're trying to do because you know you don't really make living money Mm -hmm. for a long time in this business but you know once you get to a space where this is really your job and you're not you know your bills are being paid and then you're able to you know really be in the space where you're building every single you know season Mm -hmm. uh then it's a a different it's a different space Uh, it's definitely it's it's amazing. It's one of the be- best businesses I think to be in right now. As I talked about earlier, it's just expanding and growing, and there's more opportunities for mm-hmm. more people all the time with the constant changing of technology. I mean, we weren't right. this a couple years ago. This whole like digital thing has just exploded. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in LA. Exactly. You know, we're all over the country talking and doing these shows together. So mm-hmm. um, it's great. It it, it really is. Because I'm I'm interested in you getting to FS1 because I think you got there at the prime time because Cowherd gets there in 2015. He he leaves ESPN and he's the he's the first big name that I recall, the first big name to go to that network. He was. Then comes Skip, the Shannon, Chris mm-hmm. Carter, Chris Broussard, everybody. And it's like now you're I know ESPN is that big juggernaut. And it's like anybody trying to go there, you may not have the room or the space to, to really grow. But you go into FS1, you, you're going to get more opportunities off the air and on the air. Um, was it FS1 courting you? Did you court FS1? Or did you did you see the amount of people they were getting and you felt like, man, that could be a good thing to be a part of? I, I was always a fan of the brands. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, we know ESPN is the mothership. You know, they have Sports Center for 30 right. years, well, you know, all these great established shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked what FS1 was doing, uh, really trying to give an, an alternative to sports fans. Mm-hmm. I came right after Colin. So I was there before Skip and Shannon. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so Nick Wright and I came to the network at the same time. And we didn't really know what we were going to be doing there. So we were hired and then 
Really, that's when I started doing the radio show at Fox Sports Radio. But it was very jarring for me because I was used to doing a four-hour morning radio show in Miami every day to like coming to Los Angeles and doing essentially nothing, but filling in on, on herd occasionally. Mm -hmm. um, but when Skid and Shannon came and then they, you know, they obviously decided to do undisputed, that was, you know, my first full-time opportunity on air there. And, and it was great. And I, what I love about FS1 is we're really supported as, as talent. And, you know, it's Fox is obviously a different different brand, different company than ESPN and the, you know, there's spaces for everybody, but mm -hmm. I had a, a really great opportunity. I mean, working with Skip and Shannon was amazing growing that show from its, you know, birth at FS1 Skip with a new network, which no one ever thought would happen and traveling with them. The first few years of that show was incredible. And now being with Colin for over three years, um, has been amazing. I mean, he's, he's so incredible to work with. He's the most prepared and he really, you know, really cares about doing a great show for the audience. And he's been doing the show for his show, you know, for how decades. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been really great for me. I, I had, you know, intentions when I came to Los Angeles and to FS1 and I've been really lucky to work with uh, amazing people have been super supportive of me and that I've been able to learn from and grow. Right. I got one more, but then he, uh, let me know what you got. You good? No, those two, your tele telepathy. We're right there. You're good. You're good. Brilliant questions. Brilliant. All right. Last one I got. Um, obviously, I'm not, I don't want Coward to get nervous, but I think there's an end goal for you. I think sometimes when I see you doing a whole show by yourself three hours live on TV, that could be, for me, that could be, crazy anxiety, nerves going crazy. I know you're probably used to it, but do you see yourself, you know, having your own platform to do that from now on? Or do you see you producing your own podcast? Like what, what's the, the next two, three years for Joy Taylor going forward? Yeah, I mean, definitely the, the next goal, the next step for me in my career would be to, you know, have my own show be full time in a, you know, in a show, not necessarily by myself, but that's, you know, what I'm working towards is the next step in my career. And I was nervous the first time I filmed it. No, for I, don't know, I don't know how you I do it. I, I was nervous the first time. I was <laughs> in a different seat, you know, and people people mm -hmm. really respect that seat. And I respected the opportunity to sit in that seat. Right. You know, I've done radio for, uh, I don't know. Years, I've, years, I've, yeah, years. Like I've, uh, over a decade, but that is right. a different seat. So. I took it very seriously and I was definitely nervous, but yeah. you know, just like anything you do it practice, you get through it and then you're like, okay, I got this. But, mm. um, but yeah, that's, you know, I want to keep growing, keep growing my platform, keep being able to, you know, give out other opportunities to other people who are coming up in the business. But, you know, like I said, I, I live the dream. I'm having a really good summer. I foresee, I foresee a joy show. I foresee, I foresee you just mm -hmm. bringing on guests, talking about sports, you picking their brains. I see, I see it. Yeah, we both see it. Yeah, I see it. Just keep manifesting this for me. That's right. You got, you got to speak it to existence, right? 
That's yes. what we all say nowadays. Yes. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Tell tell Colin we said what up. Tell Colin we said what up. Mr. Calvert. Tell Colin we said what up. Tell Mr. Nick Wright we said what up. We love me some oh, Nick Wright. We love some I love, yeah. I love me some Nick Wright. Chris Broussard too. Tell everybody we said hello. Guys, Nick's fans or Nets fans? Okay, listen, I think you can't leave right now. No, because you just started some shit. He is the net. Don't, don't do that. You are. He's been a net fan. Does he have a Raiders hat on? That's uh, a Raiders hat. Okay. He's not a fan of the Raiders either. So okay. he, he's been a fan of the Nets since the day KD and Kyrie signed the contract. That is a fact. <laughs> that, is a, that is a hard fact. And he'll tell you, me. I've been a Knicks fan for too long. A I've Knicks been a Knicks fan, yes. Oh. I've been through the, the downs, little up, and then the more yeah, downs. It's been mostly downs. Yeah, mostly downs since 99. And I've seen a couple. You know, shut up. I've, I've seen a couple <laughs> playoffs. I've seen 12 coaches, mad trades, shit going you know, crazy. I, think I have a lot of respect for Knicks fans. Even as a, as a Heat fan, because we're supposed to hate y'all, but – I yeah. do. I will always say this. Colin and I actually always say this, that the, the NBA is better when the Knicks are competitive because there is just something about New York basketball. Yes. And, you know, they call it the Mecca. I don't really know what it is, but we call it the Mecca. Hey. And, and that joy. building, well, I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, winning championships, yeah. it's not really the Mecca. Mm -hmm. like, like LA and Boston if we want to keep it a buck but no. I do love New York basketball I love the culture of mm -hmm. New York basketball I love New York Hoopers and yeah. there's just something about that building when it's when when y'all have hope and it's really competitive it's different it really is different the NBA is different it feels more complete and she, she said, I need hope. <laughs> no, I mean, well, listen, because it's the Knicks. I mean, it's not, it's not really the Knicks' fault. It's, it's the owner. <laughs> yo, yo, you better stop. Yo, <laughs> talking about, listen, when we're losing, at least we stay. We don't leave early, like like Miami Heat fans, okay? At least that go. part is true. I say all these nice things. And then, you know what I'm saying? Don't let this Knicks fan get you confused. We have the same conversation, me and Randy. The same the things you just the same things you just relayed. I said to him, I said, sir, you've been with the same owner for X amount of years. When is it when do you decide to leave the Titanic? Like when do you can't you can't that's I don't blame fans for sticking with the team despite the owner not being good. That that's not on fans. Mm. It's I, I you can't, you know, you can't ask people to sacrifice something they love, not going to games not supporting a team they love because the owner is bad. Like it's unfortunate because yeah. you can't get rid of owners. But you know, when for me, when you have decades of tragedy, it, it's at the top. Like it just is. It's just at the top. It's not the players, it's not the coaches, it's not the you know uh, front office. Like it's who is making the decisions over this span of time that is consistent. It's the ownership. Like you got to just, that's what it is. And it's hard to own, hold owners accountable unless you hurt their pocket. But I can't ask, I cannot tell a fan, don't go to a game. Like that's what you this, love. That's, that's, you know what I mean? That's your experience. This young man, this young, this, this, before we, this young man, okay, takes time to watch Knicks games, 
goes to Knicks games and I've had questions like, sir, if they're not good and you're frustrated, why are you spending money and giving them money by watching the games? I mean, I do work with them too, so I can't really be like, you know, I, I got to be even kill with these guys. So a little bias, if you will. A little bias, relax. if you will. But George, I understand. But do you respect me for r- ride or die with them or the bandwagon fan in your upper left screen that when Katie and Kyrie come to to Brooklyn, now he's a, he's an all time world fan. But now if they if they leave, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm dipping too. I I respect both approaches. I'm not I'm not riding the fence on this. I think that that sports is entertainment. Mm-hmm. And however you want to consume your entertainment, if you want to leave early because you're disappointed with the entertainment, if you want to come late because you don't, you know, you got stuck in traffic trying to get to your entertainment. If you're a ride or die and you're spending your money on a team that you know is going to lose, that's your choice. I don't ever blame fans for being the type of fan they want to be. It's not on. It's not on the fans. I think it's on. I think it's on ownership to put together a good team and a good culture and a good foundation to support the players. I think it's on the players to be committed to winning and and the coaches and the the fan is the consumer. And that's, that's how it goes. I don't think it's a fan's responsibility to make a team better. You know what I mean? Like they're the reason that this all exists. Joy speaking them facts. You see, Randy? So, so how about this? How about you give us Pat Riley back? Where you started? No. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pat ain't going back. Pat ain't going back. She, she said, oh, Pat, and Pat got mad right here. He don't give a fuck. No, he's yeah, he staying no. right in Miami, too. Pat is staying in Miami. He's back staying in Miami. Um, Joy Taylor at Joy Taylor Talks on both IG and Twitter. Go follow her on The Herd every Monday through Friday. 12 to 3 Eastern Time, 9 to 12 Pacific Time. Uh, Joy, we thank you enough. We love you. Keep doing that. Thank you, Joy. Uh, Thank you out there. Enjoy the rest of the summer. I know uh, we'll we'll, we'll chop it up soon again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good night. Passport on pivot. That's right. That's right. Math math stamps.